Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our sermon text is recorded in John chapter 14. Let us hear verses 1 and 6 in Jesus' name. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me fellow redeemed. Trust in me. Those were the words sung by the snake Ka to Mowgli in the movie The Jungle Book. If the soothing voice of the snake repeatedly singing trust in me had not been interrupted, the young boy would have become the main course of the snake's next meal. The scene brings to mind another serpent whose song planted seeds in Eve's ear in the Garden of Eden. Those seeds continually are planted by that old snake in the grass and bear fruit. As a result, no human being is completely trustworthy. Yet we hear claims and promises made by doctors, lawyers, car salesmen, insurance agents, and even pastors. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. And what do we see? A friend who says, tr tr just trust me is usually going to get you into trouble of some kind. A spouse who promised to love, honor, and cherish and be faithful has lapses. Even parents who promise they won't let anything bad happen to their children don't always come through. So whom can you trust? Our text today points us to the one who can always be trusted. In the upper room on the night before his crucifixion, Jesus reassured his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. How reassuring at a difficult time these words were. The disciples' hearts were troubled. They were frightened and disturbed by Jesus' announcement that he would soon go away. They were shaken by Jesus' prediction that one of them would betray him. The future looked bleak. Where was Jesus leading them? Was he doing the right thing? How is this going to end? In disaster for him and them? Like the disciples that dark and doleful night, there have been, and someday will or someday will be, moments when we wonder, is Jesus leading me in the right direction? Does he know what he is doing? In those moments, our Savior still speaks to our troubled hearts. Trust in me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Trust in me. I'm the way. Have you ever been lost? Not just the walk out of the shopping mall into the parking lot and can't find your car type of lost, but the just can't get to where you want to no matter how hard you try kind of lost. Maybe that happened to you when you were quite young and somehow got separated from your parents. Perhaps it happened to you recently when you were in a strange place. It's not a good feeling, is it? No one likes to feel helpless. Have you noticed people who are lost are pretty easy to spot? By nature, each of us is lost. Though we hate to admit it, 
and are often too proud to stop and ask for directions, we are hopelessly lost. As the prophet Isaiah puts it, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The evidence that we are lost and have become separated from God can be seen in our thoughts, words, and actions. Jesus said, out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. It's worse. No matter how hard we try, we can't find the way into God's good graces on our own. We can't even make one right turn onto the path that leads to God, since as Isaiah describes, all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. But God's grace has changed all that. God sent his son to seek and to save that which was lost. God's grace has found us. God's grace has shown us the way. Through the Holy Spirit's gift of faith worked by the word, we are on the way that leads to life. God's grace has made us children of God. We have become heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ through the Spirit's gift of faith in Jesus. That's the truth. However, the serpent Satan continues to mislead people. He tempts us to break the first commandment and put our trust in false gods. These false gods do not usually take the form of stone or wooden idols, but appear in the form of money, possessions, or any form of putting yourself your needs, your wants, your pleasures above doing God's will. Satan prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He uses subtle words to snatch the word of God from believers. Do this and you'll be like God. Did God really say you shouldn't do this or that? But Jesus is the truth. He came to tell us the truth about ourselves and about God. He came to show us our sins and the need for salvation. He came to tell us that no one can come to the Father in heaven except through Jesus. He came to tell us that he has prepared heaven for us. He came to tell us that if we believe in Jesus, we also believe in the Father. He came to bring us God's word, God's truth. Jesus prayed in his high priestly prayer, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Jesus' truth comforts us in our sorrows guides us in our fears, and assures us that he is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. There is no other way, no other truth, nothing we or anyone else can do to get a soul out of hell and into heaven, out of the grip of death into life. That can only be done by Christ who conquered sin in the grave. There is only one true and living God, the triune God, the God of our salvation. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, the only way to life, eternal life. Jesus says, I am the life. Jesus is the one who gives us our physical life. He is the word by whom all things were made. God created humankind by his word to live in his presence forever. However, our first parents forfeited this gift of life forever in paradise by listening to Satan's lies and falling into sin. As a result of the fall into sin, each of us by nature is dead in trespasses and sins. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. By his sacrificial death, Jesus took away our, took away our deserved punishment of death. 
By his rising to life, he has destroyed the power of death and now sets us free in life. Jesus promises, because I live, you too will live. How does this gift of eternal life become ours? By faith in Jesus, for whoever believes in him has eternal life. All will die, but Jesus has earned salvation for all and offers us eternal life. Jesus told the sorrowing sisters, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he dies, he will live. And he who lives and believes in me shall never die. Trusting in Jesus, our Savior, we know the way and we have the life. And we have, and we are certain that we will be gathered into the mansions of glory to enjoy eternal life. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He says to us, you trust in God, trust also in me. It is not that we're so good at trusting, but that he is trustworthy. Where shall we find confidence for the future? In his cross, his empty grave. Through the gospel, God has given us a place in his kingdom of grace and glory. When Jesus tells us our sins are forgiven, they are. When he tells us that he will watch over us day and night, he does. When he tells us that we will rise just as he rose, we will. Trust in God, trust also in me. We need regular encouragement to trust Jesus because we struggle in this world of sin, pain, sorrow, and death. The gospel soothes our fearful, doubting, and weary hearts with assurances of God's love. Trust God, trust Jesus, trust his word. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, your Son, Jesus Christ, is the way, the truth, and the life. Help us to know nothing else for salvation except Jesus Christ and him crucified, and to be faithful to him to death, that we may receive eternal life. For he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.